What's ho, podcast land, and welcome to a fantabulous episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or Doctor Pass. Indeed, Arunian cheesecakes, Jim cakes. That's who I'm talking to, Jim. Hello, Jim. Hello, Leon. Hello, podcast land. That's right, I am Leon. Hello, podcast land. Today, we are treating your earballs to a very special bonus episode because, as is our custom, once we have finished reviewing a whole Doctor's run, we sit down. We sip on a, a tasty beverage and we have a little conversation about that doctor. What were the highs? What were the lows? Some best, some worst, some rankings, yada, yada, yada. We're going to have a fun evening tonight because it is time for the fourth doctor retrospective. That's right. We have reviewed all of Tom Baker. Holy moly. Not counting uh, anniversary specials because he does return. But his era is over. Yeah. Wow. What an era it was. that's so so sarcastic what an era it was (laughs) was it how do you feel about it surely you must just as as i was have been aware of the just the tremendous legacy of tom baker of the fourth doctor for for many people possibly for most people the doctor now that we've seen all of his stuff does he merit it do you understand why he's people's favorite doctor i think i do yes I definitely like his doctor, that's for sure. I mean, Tom Baker's a dude for a start. (laughs) (laughs) He totally is. (laughs) You get to see that when there's a good serial with good writing, good direction. Yeah, his doctor is pretty damn amazing. But, you know, scanning through, you know, my ratings of some of these serials, there are some stinkers in here, that's for sure. (laughs) It's not not a clean run. (laughs) Yeah, that is definitely true. I had a look at what our average scores were for the Tom Baker serials. Um, Your average score is slightly lower than mine, (laughs) though only slightly. You're averaging a (laughs) 2.998. Okay, we can call that a three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I average a 3.312, only marginally more generous than you. (laughs) Yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah. So they're not, I mean, we're not talking fives across the board. We're not talking an average of, you know, 4.8 or something. It's probably an average that is pretty representative of Doctor Who at large. Yeah, I mean, to take an entire, I've forgotten how many seasons he's on. Ah. Well, you can give me some facts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to take all of those and average average them out, um, to take any grouping of series of Doctor Who and average them out, I feel like that's pretty good. Absolutely. So he arrives in season 12 and he leaves after season 18. Wow. Okay. Right. That's quite a legacy. So that's seven seasons He was in a total of 178 episodes across 42 serials. Wow. Yeah. Starting on the 28th of December air dates. These are so air dates. Starting on the 28th of December 1974. Finishing last episode of Logopolis, 21st of March 1981. That's quite a chunk of your career, isn't it? Right. Yeah, that's six and a half years. Given how how long Tom Baker has performed for. But yeah, that's uh, impressive. Yeah. Yeah, or six and a quarter. Absolutely. That is legacy. What is it that stands out about him then? Is it just the longevity or is it something about him as a person? I mean, I don't think I'm qualified to say in some respects because obviously a lot of people who consider him their doctor, as with a lot of people who consider anyone their doctor, they grew up with Tom Baker. Um, yeah. I didn't grow up with Tom Baker. I didn't bias. want to repeat. You know, I was too young when these all originally aired. 
wasn't even alive for most of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty hard to watch. So was it um, Davison? Davison was your doctor, right? I think um, McCoy. McCoy. Think, well, okay, it, technically it, because it, you were probably not old enough when Davison's stuff was airing, but I also wasn't old enough when Tom Baker's stuff was airing, but I grew up watching Tom Baker. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is I, I could be wrong, but I feel like um, we've had listeners writing in and you've mentioned that you grew up with it. So I think there was a period where it was being rerun or like the, the VHS yeah. tape came out and a slightly, not a whole generation behind, but, you know, a slightly displaced generation got to grow up with him as well, Yeah, uh, which I didn't get. So for me, it's it's hard to see, you know, what the reasons might be. I can look at it kind of detached from that and give some reasons, but I would like to hear from you first as someone who did grow up with him, whether okay. you well, feel like that was a big part of it or if... Um, bias undoubtedly him. plays a part. Like, undoubtedly. Because there's just nostalgia, you know? But I think he does stand out. <laughs> he is his own thing. I can only really compare him to the previous classic Doctors, right? So Hartnell, Troughton, Pertwee. Because I, I don't really know... Well, I don't... I, not really. I don't know Davison and, and so on. But he stands out as someone who's doing his own thing. Very much like Hartnell stood out as someone who was doing his own thing simply because there wasn't a predecessor. Troughton is kind of a modification of Hartnell. Pertwee is is also doing a new thing in Doctor Who, but he's not doing a new thing per se. He was the saint and James Bond. and yeah. like He was sort of riding that wave. But Tom Baker, he is just... He's Tom Baker. There are all these things... I can't remember where I heard this. Maybe I heard this on another podcast or maybe I read this somewhere online. But like that Tom Baker basically refused to take directions at times because he felt that he embodied the Doctor. And I think that's probably kind of true. <laughs> he played him the way that he was. And maybe yeah. it's just that he has so much charisma that that shines through. Do you think there's an element of maybe not necessarily how long his reign was, but the fact that it spanned the end of the 70s going into the 80s? So I, I feel like we started to see it even in the 70s, like what I kind of, the things I identify as being 80s kind yeah. of look and sound and all that. I think it was coming in when we were still in the 70s, which I found interesting as well. Like, yeah, I agree. Yes, definitely. Uh, so is, you know, is he riding, riding that wave a bit of maybe people had had enough of the Saint, you know, James Bond a little bit and or at least the 70s style of that kind of thing, the machoism, which you don't really get from Tom Baker. Let's face no, it. that's true. That's, a, uh, that's actually a really, really good point. That's something that definitely sets him apart. Yeah, just turning it into a different era. And maybe if, if you identify with 80s culture, there's a lot to take from his his Doctor as well. Maybe not the earlier stuff, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, certainly like the latter half of his run, even the stuff still in the 70s. Maybe you identify with that a bit more, even if you weren't quite old enough at the time. I don't know. You know, just kind of mm. putting it out there as a possible, you know, all, all the different things. I, I don't want to take away from him being a good Doctor, because I, I definitely recognize he is. And I love Tom Baker. His appearances in other things are always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. I, I mean, I can't think of that many. He's in uh, Blackadder, and he... Uh, oh, you have a woman's hands! And he's yeah. in... Uh, <laughs> he's the narrator of Little Britain, but I can't really think of anything else he's done, frankly. No, to be fair, those are the two things that jump into my mind as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're brilliant. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're absolutely fantastic. Before we jump into some of our little rankings, because people who had a look on Twitter or Facebook, uh, and, and obviously th there are a few people who have sent some stuff in for this episode as well. Thank you very much. You may know that there are a couple of categories that we're going to hit. We're going to do some best and worst within those categories. But before we do that, question for you. Maybe I've asked you this before, on or off the record. I apologize. <laughs> Which New Who Doctor does he remind you of? Does Ooh. he remind you of a New Who Doctor? Because I have a kind of a picture in my head. And I don't know if I'm right about that. I don't think you have asked me this before, which is why it's stumping me a bit. Score. I, 
<laughs> Strangely enough, the maybe I don't know if it was a more visual thing, but immediately popped into my brain was Capaldi, which I can't really, you know, stick words against it. <laughs> but maybe, maybe it's not too outward. I don't know. I don't think. Um, Interesting. Capaldi's weird enough. Capaldi's but a little Baker, surlier as well. Yeah, because Baker's he can be pretty strict and grumpy, but more more often than not, he's he's just a bit eccentric, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I because uh, I, I was thinking direct comparison. Okay, who do you see? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was thinking Matt Smith. Really? Okay. Because they're both they're, they're both kind of made of rubber in a way. <laughs> there's there's something slapsticky about them, even when they're being serious. They're both insane. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Smith maybe modelled part of his performance on Tom Baker's Doctor. I wouldn't be surprised at all that any of the new who's you know modelled them on some of the classics. But yeah, I, I definitely see it in parts. I wouldn't say there's a you know a one-to-one mapping between them at all. But okay, yeah, I, I definitely get what you mean. Where yeah, because I I quite often praise Matt Smith's ability to you know go from you know really strong dramatic serious stuff to totally utterly bonkers, yeah, <laughs> arms flailing in the air kind of thing. <laughs> Um, and I think Baker's straddled that reasonably well. I, maybe he Ayo. doesn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Maybe he hasn't gone quite as far to either extreme because I'm not sure if Classic Who did, in my mind, go to either extreme quite as far. Don't know. Hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, food for thought, podcast land. <laughs> <laughs> num, num, num. Oh, and also, just because you did mention that he was quite the dude, I would like to, I'll, I'll put a link to this thing on the website. A member of Podcast Land, Jethro Roos, sent via Twitter <laughs> a scan of an article, which was like a day in the life of Tom Baker. And everyone needs to just take five minutes out of their day to read this article, because it is incredible. The guy just gets up to some scrapes. <laughs> and I get the impression that maybe he enjoyed day drinking. Like... <laughs> I love Tom Baker. All right. Okay. And thank you very much, Jethro. So um, shall we jump into these categories? Sure. Let's do some dissecting. Okay. Just to say what's on the agenda, we have serials, companions, villains, and aliens. Best and worst. We did say pick one of each. I have been utterly incapable of doing that. How about you? Mostly incapable. Yes. Perfect. So we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> also incapable of saying incapable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. So <laughs> how about we start with serials then? What okay. are some uh, some of the best ones? What's on your best list so and why? I really just had to go and look at what I had rated things. The one I ended up putting, like thinking if I had to pick one, yeah. was actually City of Death. Interesting. Not your highest rated serial though. Not my highest rated, but it's very close. To it is high. very close, yeah. 4.8 you gave City of Death. You gave Armageddon Factor 4.9. Yes. So I, I think like my three highest rated ones, I probably can't separate that much. But I think City of Death is one that is clearer in my mind to this day. Armageddon Factor, the name doesn't stick with me too well. I would have to kind of look at visuals of it and go, oh yeah, that one. Oh, where we met Leela, but not Leela. You know, and <laughs> things will start... Churning through a bit, and I'll think, yeah, I, I remember enjoying that, but I probably won't get the meat of it. City of Death, I can picture is it Duggan or whatever. Or... Oh, Duggan is so good. <laughs> City of Death has so much going for it. It's got Duggan, the super-duper violent sidekick of the week, <laughs> who I believe saves the universe by punching someone. <laughs> yeah. 
He if tries to punch- through punching, he tries it. Yeah, doesn't he try to punch? He punches a door open. And he, like, it's just so incredibly good. Doesn't he go through a wall? <laughs> yes, he does. Shoulder down yes. as a chap through a wall. Yeah, like a brick wall. <laughs> like a medieval, not even brick, a medieval stone wall. <laughs> I love Duggan. It also has Julian Glover as one of the best, best dudes ever. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to <laughs> preempt the villain category, but Julian Glover is incredible. As I've forgotten his name now. In the I've also forgotten. <laughs> oh, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Jaggeroth. Oh yes, the last of the Jaggeroth. <laughs> He's incredible. He's just <laughs> with his perfect Julian Glover mask that he takes off, and he's just wearing a cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Count Count Carlos Scarlioni. Scarlioni, yes, thank you. Oh, that was really... I would never have gotten to it. But yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. I've got the picture in front of me now. It's, it's not a lettuce. It's like a ball made of old noodles with one eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or um, yeah, what happens to your brain after drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it has more going for it. It has those beautiful shots of Paris. It has the gorgeous miniature of the Jagroth spaceship. It's like a bowling ball with three legs. It has the... Um, I can't remember what his name is. Oh, hang on. I've got the page on who back went in front of me now. Prof- Professor Kerensky. It's got that scientist who <laughs> who goes along for the whole thing just because he wants to develop time travel technology in order to feed the world with chickens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And just yeah. such a good work plot. On genetics. I'm going to work on reversing time or fast forwarding time, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> yeah, and then the poor guy gets fast forwarded to death. Oh yeah. Oh. It has a cameo by John Cleese. I could go on. This is such a good oh, yeah. serial. Yeah. Oh, it's me. I think I'm probably with you because looking over the ratings that I've given all the Tom Bakers, I gave two 5.0s. Oh wow. Which yeah. City of Death. And the Seeds of Doom. Ah, Seeds of Doom, yeah. Yeah, so the th- crinoid one, which is incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, my definite top three are the, are the top three ones I rated. City of Death, Seeds of Doom, Armageddon Factor. All right, okay. I think I just, uh, City of Death, like I say, is just going to, I think, always stay with me. It's just there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> if I have to plump for one, it's going to be that. Otherwise, those three are all just Interesting. Incredible. So I've got City of Death and Seeds of Doom on my list as well, if I have to do a top three. But the yeah. third one, I don't know what it is. It would not be Armageddon Factor, though. Okay. I think yeah. it would probably be, and I don't think this tallies with the ratings, but I think it would probably be either Pyramids of Mars or, oh, this is so wrong, but Android Invasion. Just because I love it and i remember that one scene when not sarah jane tumbles down the hill and her face falls off from when i was a kid i I will forever want to just marry that serial so (laughs) yeah that's probably the pluses nice i feel like we could just like mentally high five (laughs) how about the worst serials though What's on your shit list? I mean, I only bothered to write one down because it was so (laughs) (laughs) god-awful. I mean, I I did have to scroll through and kind of go, fuck, was this Tom Baker? That was so long ago. We were were given this utter shite. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I know which one you're thinking of. (laughs) Is it an exceptionally short serial? It is an exceptionally short serial. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) It's, It's one where I look through our ratings and go, why was I so generous giving it a 0.8? <laughs> you did. I gave this a 0.2. Uh, this, in case you haven't guessed at home, would be the Sontaran experiment. <laughs> <laughs> 
Suntaran experiment. It does have some cool Suntaran balls. <laughs> uh, but wait, no, they're not Suntaran balls. They're no, they're not. Sunt- I'm so sorry. They're balls from the whatever the space station is called, um, the Nerva space station, like those beaming balls. It's got a very cool robot, the Suntaran guard robot. Oh yeah, true. But I recall it was pretty badly used. It was, I mean, underused. Yeah, it's just like a crane basically that they drive back and forth in the background. But it looks yeah. very cool. Yeah, uh, Sarah Jane is wearing like yellow rainproof clothing. That's for you, does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, dude, it's locked down. A guy gets lonely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna have to say that's the worst one. It's closely followed by Underworld. That was pretty cool as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Underworld is my second lowest rated serial. <laughs> oh, and yours. Yeah, you gave it 0.9. See, this is, I think, why we even out, is that when it's really shit, you go right to the bottom. I give it a little bit of praise, you know. (laughs) But you tend to rate things higher at the other end. Yeah, it it also depends on what I've been drinking during that review. Yeah, that's probably Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that is also, okay, so that's a factor. We've now had a look at the, the best and the worst. I had an insanely good time with you chatting about those cereals. Yeah. I mean... Sorry? It's like they're always the more interesting ones to talk about, the ones we really like or really hate. <laughs> yeah, I have a blast every single time, but I feel like there was more to talk about in both of those, like both the extremes, the, the extreme good and the extreme bad. Yeah, I would agree. Oh, Suntaran experiment. Fuck me, that was terrible. It was just like, <laughs> that was the one that was just, oh, you know what, we're all, we're going to do everything on location. <laughs> Let's just go to the moors for a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone shouted out, like, yeah, my uncle's uh, cabin's free. Um, so, <laughs> Some uh, hills nearby. We could do some filming and uh, get pissed and do other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of coke. <laughs> <laughs> not best, not worst, but there are a few other cereals that stand out to me as incredibly memorable, though. And there are very, I mean, you know, many of his cereals are these very, very legendary cereals. I'm, I'm thinking, for example, Talons of Wang Chiang. And the pirate planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Sharda. We didn't talk about Sharda. How can Sharda. we not mention Sharda? I'm, I was so glad we got to Sharda. Uh, I, mean, I mean, we were both ecstatic when we got there. Yeah. Oh wow. Reviewing it, and it's it's good. Like it's I can see why people you know talk about it and why it's it's such a shame it never got properly filmed. But but we now have like three or four different versions of it oh, that we yeah. can enjoy. So yeah. But it's one of those things as well, like, if they had filmed it in, I don't know what it was, 70, 79 or whatever, 77, 78, 79, something like that, would some of the effects been terrible? Would we have been, you know, marking it down for dodgy scenery or, you know, all these things that we don't have to worry about because someone did a nice animation instead? You yeah, know? maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a great villain, by the way. That's that's a yeah. second villain I've forgotten to put on my list because I also didn't put the Jagroth on my on my villain list list. But uh, what's his face? Oh, whatever his face is, Space Elton John in Sharda. <laughs> Space Elton John, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Professor Chronotis. I mean, yeah. Professor I mean, Chronotis. Oh man, dude, yeah. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still I still feel like one day someone might grab the reins of Doctor Who and just go. Fuck it, we're remaking Sharda. <laughs> <laughs> There's been enough time now, and people people will love it. Um, I would give like to give a shout out to Robots of Death as well. Nice, like it's 
I mean, it's one you rated particularly highly. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it, you know, it might get into a top 10. It's probably not going to get into a top three. Yeah. Even if, we, if, even if we, you know, sat and debated them all and like whittled a few down and went, oh, no, actually, you're, you're not that great. As I recall, maybe Robots and Def could bump in. I don't think it would. <laughs> You know, but I remember really enjoying that, and I don't know. It's weird how things settle in your brain. Like that's one of them that I would consider rewatching. Like yeah, sooner, same here. Sooner than the others. That's also another one that I I have re-listened to our review of it, <laughs> just to re-experience that evening because that was a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic chat. We also went completely not so head over heels, just like fell head over heels in love with the Vok robot. I can't remember what, oh, what yeah. its name was. Um, like Vok 5, maybe it was, you know, something like that. Everyone had fantastic hats, I want to say. Everyone had a different kind of hat. It's like where they all had, like, yeah, different things. Yeah. Right, yeah, they're in the orgy room. That's the one. They're, they're all sitting <laughs> in the orgy room. <laughs> a robots are, like, <laughs> feeding them grapes. They're all, you know, enjoying the post-coital bliss and talking about, no, isn't it, isn't it kind of quirky that robots never rebelled? <laughs> <laughs> it's got the mad dude who's wearing robot face. I'm forgetting that part. <laughs> As in not wearing, he's painted up in robot face. Like he's painted his face green and gold like he's a robot. Yeah, at the end he's, he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just flipping through the screenshots on whobatwen.com <laughs> and uh, following along with all these comments. You can too at home. <laughs> yes, definitely. But yeah, the, the first first shot is perfect for illustrating the costumes oh really uh, has it got all the hats mr. and stuff mr purple miss gold <laughs> mr green and miss blue <laughs> oh dude this is just suddenly something is dawned on me i mean that cereal is kind of a whodunit yeah do you th- think that maybe the color scheme is kind of you know was it colonel mustards lady <laughs> violets <laughs> <laughs> But it's the thing, like, we will happily just, you know, chat about that cereal. I think it's a, I think it's a good one. It's so good, yeah. I think it's quite different to a lot of the others. Like, I think people have probably picked up, if you're a long-time listener of, of me on this podcast, at least, you've probably noticed by now, I don't always get on board with the regurgitated ideas, the tropes, the, you know, <laughs> small, small village attached to a, you know, castle or spaceship or of a kind of, you Oh, know, man, high, you're just, you're just making me think of a different cereal right now but no sorry carry on carry on (laughs) (laughs) so i yeah i appreciate it when there's something that's genuinely left of field in in this classic era Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say state of decay dude as a vampires yeah vampires in a castle made from a spaceship with a tiny village attached to it (laughs) you must have loved that one what did you give that Holy shit, you oh, give it two. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> you give it two, I give it 4.1. <laughs> That's another reason for our averages diverge. <laughs> right, shall we have a look at the next category? Yeah. All right, next up we've got companions. Not many to choose from in this case. Very but difficult. I really struggled with this. Only get with a doctor, surely. Oh, probably, yeah, just because of just because of the time that he spent, just yeah. because of his tenure. Sarah Jane, Harry, Harry Sullivan, Leela, K9, Romana 1, Romana 2. My understanding yeah. is from before we press record that this was an incredibly easy choice for you. Oh, no, not for favorite. Oh, okay. The least favorite. The least favorite. Oh, that th- was an easy choice. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Okay, 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 okay. No, come on, you go first this time. Okay, who's, fine. Who's, okay, fine, fine, fine. Or, or who's in your top? <laughs> in, in, my, in my top six, I have... <laughs> I really, really struggled with this one, like super duper struggled. And I kind of have a tie between two of them. 
and they are Sarah Jane Smith and Leela. Yeah, okay. I'm inclined to say Leela, quite frankly. I think I think there's a little bit more of an interesting rapport between anyone who is sort of barbaric, <laughs> you know, the homicidal, not quite as, you know, technologically savvy individual and the doctor. I think that maybe is a little bit more interesting. And she was super duper gung-ho. Sarah Jane Smith, investigative, intelligent, super duper clever, but she never tried to murder someone. With a <laughs> with a Janus thorn. <laughs> no, she did not. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, I think for me it's probably tied between those two. What about you? I mean, if I were allowed to just say Romana, as in not breaking it into one and two, that seems like cheating. But fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I I agree. It probably is cheating. But I think the character of Romana probably has the most consistent plus points. Yeah. For me. I don't know if it kind of averages out, though, and there are some, some lot of negatives thrown in. I think I might have to agree with you. I, I was not very good writing this down. I kind of forgot. Like, I previously chatted to Marie briefly and said, I think she, she was kind of like rolling, rolling off these questions to get, get me thinking before I came and sat down and did it properly. And I immediately went to Leela. I felt like she is by far the most interesting companion. And when I sat down to do it, I was scanning through the episodes and yeah, kind of thinking, oh, yeah. Sarah Jane's episodes were all really good. Oh, you know what? If if I'm allowed to group Romana, then then that's really <laughs> then maybe you could do like Leela and Romana. <laughs> you know what? Fine, I'll allow it. <laughs> no, this is a bonus think... episode. There are no rules. Do whatever you want. <laughs> no, I'm I'm pushing myself. I'm gonna say I have to pick one, and I'm also picking Leela. You're picking Leela. Nice. Okay, fantastic. No question. Just doing it. What about the quality of their serials then? Leela's in the Invasion of Time. Leela is the companion in Underworld. Yeah. I don't know if you can hold that against in a series. No, that's true. Image of the Sarah Jane's the companion in the Sontaran experiment, for example. <laughs> oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's that's completely true. Yeah. Robots of Death, Face of Evil, Wang Chang Chiang. Oh, there's there's some really good stuff in here. Yeah, I think if you if you're just looking at the episodes, it's hard to really point the companions uh, separate the companions out really. I think for me, it's more a sense of what I remember of how they contributed to the stories. And I think it, because of her character, it was rare for them to sideline Leela. Like, you couldn't make her a damsel in distress because of who she was. But they did that with both Romanas and Sarah Jane. And Sarah Jane, yeah, you're right. That's time true. And it was always terrible. You know, we would mark down the serial dramatically for that. That's a, that's a super-duper valid point. There is something else to be said, though, about friendship. And it seemed, I think, possibly like Sarah Jane had Sarah Jane and Tom Baker. I, oh, I mean Sarah Jane Smith. I mean Elizabeth, Elizabeth Sladen. <laughs> Jinx, <laughs> Jim. You. Yeah, it seems like um, Liz Sladen and Tom Baker. They were they got along. You know, they have excellent chemistry. And Leela and Tom Baker also did. Not at the start, but then after a while, didn't we have some piece of trivia about how? During one of the Leela serials, she just went like, no, this is how I'm going to do it. And she just, she stood up for herself. And Don Baker went like, hmm, she's got character, integrity, acting uh, chops. Yeah. I'm okay with this. But then I think I, that, kind of, that kind of worked for their on-screen relationship as well. Like, she was this savage. Oh, yeah, good point. One bit of a phrase, you know, and she did, she developed. I think that's why she's interesting as a companion, because she had proper progression. Like, yeah. Not, not to the point where, you know, she was going to sit down and know um, which which order to eat her cutlery, you know, use her cutlery, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she would know not to stab pe- people halfway through dinner. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm 100% on board. So 
we have what is this? We have six companions of whom four women, one robot, one man. You you seem to be conveniently discounting the companions that have appeared at the end of Tom Baker's reign. Oh fuck! You know why? This is <laughs> <laughs> this because I'm looking at the Vindex and I've forgotten to add Adric and Nissa to that list. Uh, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just like no 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 not even going there. <laughs> they, they never happened. They never happened. <laughs> I really need to remember to update the Vindex, the companion indies. Fine, I don't count Adric as a male companion. He is a child companion. He is so young that he doesn't fit into these still somewhat, certainly less than, at the start of the 70s, for example, or obviously in the 60s, sexist stereotypes that were (laughs) really enforced by the BBC at times. But Harry Sullivan is a man. He is a man of action. He's kind of the James Bondy dude. I think you mentioned during, like, when he first showed up that uh, that was because they expected the doctor, the fourth doctor, to be an, an older man a la William Hartnell. And that's why they needed a young, action packed stud muffin like Harry Sullivan. Stud muffin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those sideburns. Wow. He's basically Wolverine. So. <laughs> How do you feel about Harry? Uh, in all honesty, I had kind of forgotten everything <laughs> about Harry. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's not even discuss him. <laughs> yeah, and um, if, if we're ready to move on to least favorite companions, I have to, at this point, object and say, no, Adric is on the table, because otherwise I have to be really ruthless. Yeah, yeah, no, no, don't worry about it. Uh, spoiler alert, I've also picked Adric. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In fact, it's not just that I, I'm sorry, it's not just that I've forgotten Nyssa and Adric, I've also forgotten to add Tegan to the Vindex. Oh, well, it's acceptable to forget Tegan. Like, she shouldn't be a companion yet, come on. You mean she should be a companion from the next Doctor on, maybe? Uh, I mean, same with Nyssa, really. Like, Adric is by now a companion, but Nyssa's kind of like been a recurring character and Tegan appeared in one serial and happened to go in the TARDIS. Yeah, you know what, I'm with you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But sorry, you were saying, did you want to move to the least favorite companions and explain why it's Adric? Do I need to explain? <laughs> <laughs> Indulge me. Indulge podcast land. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's just shit. He has redeemed himself slightly, and it'll be interesting to see if that carries on. Like, there seems to have, a rapport seems to have developed that wasn't there between him and the Doctor. Yeah, and, but now that Doctor is gone. Oh, well, that's a very good point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got to start again. <laughs> He has to start again from someone telling him to piss off, and then he'll slowly win them over. <laughs> and at the end of it, they'll be doing lovely scenes together, and then he'll get kicked off the ship. Holy shit, do you know what that means? That means that in from the next episode on, the only anchor we have to Doctor Who up until this point is Adric. Oh my god. Nissa's practically new, as you said. Tegan is incredibly new. The Doctor is new. They should call uh, this show Adric. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite something, actually. Yeah, that's a bit sad. Oh, well, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares now. <laughs> so I can think of a, a lot of things about Andrik that I'm sure we both really disliked. He knows too much. He's too competent for his age and for his origins. A planet with practically no technology. He goes from watermelon thief to piloting the TARDIS, you know, in no time Failed at all. Failed watermelon thief. <laughs> Failed watermelon. You're so right. <laughs> Let's not trump this now, you know. (laughs) Yeah, he's utter nonsense. But in his defense, we have both said that he was getting better. Like he was getting 
not likable, but less unlikable. Yes. It's generally got to the point where I'm interested to see what they can do with him. Because he's he's been written as capable. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen him grow into that. We haven't, you know, we didn't see from the start that he was an, an amazing person that deserved to be at that level. But that's where we are. We've, we've just ended up there and we've got effectively the kind of uh, relationship potentially we had, I would say more of a Romana 1 maybe, where it was, you know, they weren't particularly okay. chummy but it was like this is someone who's you know a bit um what's about fresh around the gills green green around the gills that's yeah yeah that, you know and you know really willing to do stuff knows a lot of things you know it's that kind of relationship and that was kind of interesting with someone like romana one yeah but it has to change it can't just be that because it gets really boring obviously. that's true should we talk k9 as well is there anything to say about k9 k9's awesome yeah <laughs> love k9 maybe just isn't quite dynamic enough to make it onto the best companion list <laughs> just because there's a very limited rapport that one can have with K9, but he's wonderful. Yeah. And also, K9 shows up, acts with, and leaves the doctor, the, the fourth doctor, I mean. Yeah, that's very true. I was just thinking, which series is it he appears in? It's, uh, it's the. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to look at I, I, I'm just going to check my notes because I remember the serial. It, it's the one with the. Um, the bug, invisible enemy, invisible monster, invisible something. I want to say. Hang on, I, I am looking it up on the website now. Yeah, it must be invisible enemy. Is that what That's it's called? Invisible enemy. enemy. Space stationy thing with an infestation. Yeah, canines in it. Yes, exactly. There we go. Invisible enemy. Yeah, new new best friend canine. Yeah. Yeah, built by someone else, adopted by the doctor because said someone else is clearly smuggling heroin inside K9 or has been banging him like there's no tomorrow. But then weirdly, the fourth doctor has a whole bunch of K9 kits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he goes, oh, you want me to adopt this? But I have a whole warehouse full of real dolls in the TARDIS. Fine, I guess I can have one that's ready assembled. It's okay. All right. All right. Oh, we blasted through that category. Sorry. That wasn't that wasn't enough of K9. K9 is really cool. Like <laughs> I I expected to hate K9 and it be played for laughs all the time or just be extra cutesy. Yeah, true. Of... Same here. Oh, K9. When they wrote him right and they did not write him right a lot, <laughs> which is why Leeson <laughs> left the show and then had to be talked into coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he was he was an important character. Like people cared for him. He was he was filling that role which the companions sometimes do of being like we we kind of like lauded um, Leela for being able to like be a bit violent and the Doctor say no, that's bad. But with Canine, it was actually Canine shoot them. <laughs> yeah, be violent, Canine. <laughs> Yeah, Kanan, who is a calculator slash tank, <laughs> yeah. is great. Uh, yeah, slash heroin repository. He is a fantastic thing. I echo your sentiments. I was very pleasantly surprised how personable K9 was. Yeah. Can I give an honorable mention shout out to uh, a pair of non-companion companions? In the Talons of Weng Chiang, we get companions of the week-ish in um, Jago and Lightfoot. Oh, yeah, you really loved them, didn't you? I really did love them. I still haven't listened to the audiobooks with them. They're on my list. I will listen to them at some point. At some point. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed those characters. Do you, do you also want to give a shout out to your, your favorite duo from Reboss Operation? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't consider them companions. I wouldn't consider them like no. pseudo companions because they don't work with the Doctor. But yeah, uh, Unstoff and Garon. <laughs> <laughs> 
I yeah, I loved those dudes. <laughs> I wonder if they'll make a reappearance at some point. Hmm. <laughs> what you mean? Something that maybe is just a auditory medium? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I wonder who <laughs> can play them. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Shall we move on to the next category? I think we should get on to some villains, eh? Yes. Wow. Is it just me, or was this a villain-tastic Doctor era? Uh, I mean, we had everything that Doctor Who is known for, and then some, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> okay, don't give me what your maybe favorite is, but can you tell me, is one of the classic villains on your list? Just one random one? Like, in your top three, do, do you have one of the classics? Like, uh... The Daleks or related things. Oh, I see. Cybermen oh, interesting. Things. So I didn't I like, didn't include uh, the Daleks. I didn't include Cybermen on my list. I, I went for individuals. But that, I, that's another incredibly good point that I have completely neglected to include on my list. I don't have any of those. I also don't have Davros on my list. Me neither. I, I do not. I, um, I was scanning through to think, actually, if this was an era where the Cybermen were treated particularly badly. There are no Cybermen. Wait, no, no, there is a Cyberman story. There, there is, it? which is just a bit meh, because I, I was debating whether there was warranted enough evidence warranted for them to be like one of the worst villains. Um, oh, really? But I don't oh, I don't think it was that terrible, the one they were. Revenge of the Cybermen. Oh, there it, we go, Revenge. It, Thank you very much. I was just looking for it. I couldn't find it. Revenge of the Cybermen, yeah. It was just a bit meh. An imbecile, a glitter gun, and not the seal of Rassilon is the uh, the, <laughs> the brief synopsis on whobackone.com. I don't I'm really remember much about this one. I remember this one, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the one with the gold planets, and this is where we suddenly find out, oh, they're allergic to gold. Yeah, allergic to gold is about what I remembered. <laughs> yeah. What do we give this? 2.3 and 2.9 respectively. All right, yeah. Middling. This is the Doctor who appears in Genesis of the Daleks, though. So, But Daleks are yeah. not on your list, you say? Or Davros is not on your list? Neither Davros nor Daleks are on my list. Is the Master on your list? The Master is on my list. Oh! The Master in general? Or a particular version of the Master? I was being a bit sneaky and just having in general. <laughs> <laughs> Because you have two versions of Skeletor Master, or you have you have Skeletor Master, you have Meat Master, and then you have Ainley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Meat Master is not who I'm really thinking of when I'm saying the Master <laughs> in this context. <laughs> okay. Skeletor Master was quite good, though. Yeah. And Ainley Master, I think there's, there's the, probably the best is yet to come kind of thing. But yeah, I agree. What we saw was pretty good. Yeah. I had Skeletor Master with a question mark on my list. Oh my. Okay. Not really in my top. Okay, okay. So who who have you got in your top then? I haven't really ordered these, but I have I have four villains. Wow. <laughs> I have a top four ish. <laughs> they are the pirate captain. Because mm-hmm. holy shit, the D- Doy, he's amazing. Count Grendel from Androids of Tara, the guy who looked like Tony Robinson, Bone Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Solon, who's the Frankenstein character in Brain of Morbius. Okay. I just thought, like, wow, holy moly. The, the, he had master-level evil in him, and such theatricality. It was quite something. And then last on my list, Wang Chiang. But that's... I don't even really remember Wang Chiang that much. I just remember being impressed by the, the production and, and so on. It's almost, like, uh, horrifically racist. So I, I, I remember that being a... 
a solid serial with a a solid performance. Unfortunately, of the times, maybe not the most sensitive performance, but still. Yeah, it'd be interesting if anyone wanted to tackle a remake of that, actually, as well. Yeah, maybe don't cast a white dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're already doing ten times better than this one. Yeah. Okay, so of those of those four, anything resonate with you? Is any of those your top, or do you have something else in your top? Or was Skeletor Master your top? I'm sorry. So I mean, I was I was you know bracketing the Master as both of those incarnations, sort of sidestepping the Meat Master, mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking that could well be the top. I also had forgotten about Count Scarlos Scarlioni, Carlos Scarlioni. Oh shit! Yeah, now I forgot about him again. You're right. I could be tempted to bump him up. Yeah, that's freaking Julian Glover, man. He'll he'll do yeah. that to you. He's pretty incredible. <laughs> and I did I did enjoy the guy whose name I've forgotten again from um, Sharda, but not enough, I don't think. Like I think he he's up there as you know <laughs> one of the top five villains. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, Tots Malotes. I'm gonna look him up right now because I I also I have forgotten and I need to know. I need to know right now. Scar what Scaramanga? But something like Nav- Skagra. 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 <laughs> who is a Dornidian, don't you know? What a dude. Such a fantastic hat. Such a flamboyant outfit. I wish I had the balls to carry that off. Yeah, I, I must say, the ones you reeled off, can you go, go through them again? Because I, I feel like they were just ones I hadn't really remembered. Okay, yeah, so Pirate Captain. Oh, no, yeah. So I, I, I considered the Pirate Captain, but I, I felt like I was slightly underwhelmed by him. Oh, okay, fair like, enough. Like, yeah, it was a... He was enjoyable to watch, but I don't know if he was like a top villain sort of thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Count Grendel? Yeah, do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> He's the total asshole who <laughs> who just kidnaps Romana, Romana 1, because he <laughs> thinks that she's a robot. Because she looks exactly like the princess uh, locked up in his dungeon. Yeah, I, me- I remember him being that kind of medieval uh, scheming bastard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that <laughs> that sums him up. Okay. <laughs> Count Grendel, comma, scheming bastard. <laughs> That's his role. Brackets medieval. <laughs> <laughs> okay, third on the list was Dr. Solon. Frankenstein chap. Yeah, him I had totally forgotten about, and I think that's probably a disservice. I think he probably was pretty awesome. Excellent hair, as I recall, Mm. and a fantastic beard. I had massive beard envy. Cool, okay. Yeah, and then Wang Chiang. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like I can't go near that. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a shame. There is a lot to like about that serial, but it's just... mm. Yeah, it's it's difficult. I'm sure we had that conversation when we reviewed Wang Chiang as well. Now I kind of want to go back and listen to our Wang Chiang review. So who are you going to pick? Are you going to pick one? Oh, shit balls. I think I'm going to have to go with uh, of the oh. I mean it's for me it's kind of uh it's between Skeletor Master and Dr. Solon. Okay. Are you not you're not throwing uh, a late entry of Carlos Scalioni in there. Oh, I forgot about Carlos Scalioni again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> what is happening to my brain? <laughs> okay, okay, all right, okay. I take it back. <laughs> yeah, sod it. It's Carlos Scalioni. It's a hundred percent him. <laughs> Wait, are we just are we just settling on on the same thing for everything? <laughs> Wait, have we? <laughs> We're having a conversation, man. It, it, <laughs> I We're think two very co- very uh, persuadable and persuasive people. <laughs> <We're just laughs> Happily merge in the middle. (laughs) 
I guess so. Maybe we've maybe this is what we established that that much like Carlos Scaglioni, we are simply two parts of the same mind splintered across time. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, lockdown and transcontinental distances. I want to hug my pal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can do the next best thing. We can talk about our least favorite villain. Yes, who is your least favorite villain? Because I really struggled with this. I think I was struggling to think who was a a villain as well. (laughs) Yeah, what counts as a villain? Because the two things I have written down, actually, one of them I've repeated in the uh, aliens category. Yeah. So I've written the robot from Robot. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Because it was, like, a bit naff. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And I feel like it's safe to call that the villain because, you know, it's the title of the serial. Yeah, definitely. But poor robots, he can't help it. He can't help being a robot that's programmed to grow physically. (laughs) Yeah, was was someone pulling, someone was probably pulling the strings for that, wasn't there? Yeah, I can't remember who it was, though. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's not fair to call it a villain. But I feel like it is fair to say the Nymon. Oh, <gasps> really? <laughs> <laughs> I know a fellow who cast that might disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Why the Nymon? Mostly because every time I look at a screenshot of them, I cannot forget how much they look like they are shitting their pants. <laughs> <laughs> But I think just in general, that that whole serial was... It's probably not the worst by a long shot. I'm trying to see what I rated, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> and just those as uh, antagonists. I mean, it kind of feels like there's one through most of it, and then you get, obviously, a load of, a load of extras. So, you know, it's, it's a race of people rather than one particular head villain. Yeah. But they're all pretty inept. Like... They should be, like, destroying shit. They're clomping around in their platform shoes and then looking like they've pooed themselves. And (laughs) no, they they were just a bit terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, effects-wise, definitely not a thumbs up. (laughs) It's just dawned on me, by the way, that there's one more villain that we didn't consider as a potential candidate for the plus column for the best villain. Um, oh, okay. Sorry to jump out of the worst villain category, but the Black Guardian. Uh, okay, yeah. Mm. There's a whole season devoted to the Black Guardian. But doesn't that end up being a bit of a letdown? It, it, yes. How that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that's true. Oh no, the the White Guardian was just the Black Guardian. No, sorry, the whatever it is. Is that the is that what happens at the end of Key to Time? I need to re-listen to our reviews. I think, yeah, possibly. <laughs> they just oh, someone's got a photo negative. Oh no, <laughs> it was him all along. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that effect on. We'll think you're the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I, I retract my tangent. <laughs> Uh, okay, here's another candidate for worst villain in that case. The Nucleus in Invisible Enemy. You know, the bacterium slash shrimp who gets magnified. and oh, <laughs> It's just like this really wobbly shrimp costume. Like it, they need two or three people to carry it because otherwise the guy wearing the prop can't quite carry it off. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, I'd forgotten all about that. (laughs) As someone who doesn't eat shellfish, (laughs) because they are gross. They gross me out conceptually. I'm just not on board with the nucleus. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like, 
the big plot is uh, he's going to go into a booth and just jizz all over the place and make more of himself. Isn't that the thing? Quite possibly, yeah. <laughs> I definitely remember there being... I'm, I'm, I need to find uh, what the description is. Because on, on whobag1.com, every episode gets like a really, really brief description. And I'm pretty sure this one got a description that had something to do with jizz. And consequently, that tweet got way fewer retweets because I think people don't don't want to retweet something with jizz in it. <laughs> Oh, I, I can read the, sub, the the brief synopsis. Antibody pillow fights, a fantastic voyage, and the universe-threatening ejaculate of a megalomaniac space. There you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember thinking at the time, like, I, I mean, not to, in, we don't get tons of retweets or anything like that, but I remember at the time thinking, like, oh, you know what, going forward, I'll probably not mention jism in, in these descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am just looking at the page for this serial on whobackwhen.com, and... Have we plugged that enough today? <laughs> <laughs> what, the website? Oh, great website. <laughs> and they are pretty fantastic, it has to be said. Like, the There's some great effects there. The, the space suits, the, the zapping. There's a wonderful shot, actually, of Leela and the Doc just kind of laugh or look at each other with massive grins on their faces like they're having a whale of a time <laughs> a dude being shot in the balls by canine <laughs> the, the shrimp thing like i forgot about that that's a pretty fantastic looking episode actually yeah i mean i remember liking this serial yeah uh, we both gave it uh, yeah 3.4 from you 3.9 from me like we clearly enjoyed the serial but the the villain is a really gross. Maybe it's not a shrimp. Maybe it looks more like a seahorse. Like a. Oh no! It's totally a shrimp. Is it a shrimp? It's okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely revolting creature. Conceptually, great idea. But then, like, <laughs> holy shit! I just realized what it is. There's there's one image also on. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say which website. There's also an image there of. The, the shrimp alongside three of his colleagues and the, the doctor is lying down or whatever. But the shrimp monster looks, the, the nucleus, he looks like Alf. <laughs> he looks like Alf, but if, if they rebooted Alf, but instead of Alf being, you know, furry, being like maybe canine in origin or something like that, they made him a crustacean. That's what this dude is. I'm not on board. Worst villain. <laughs> It's pretty pretty bad then. Yeah. I think I think I'm gonna stick with the nine one. Fine. <laughs> I'm gonna diverge finally. <laughs> yes. Oh see? For well, all those diverged earlier and I forgot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe I can't remember either. But like yeah, for all those who thought that uh, we were just aping each other, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Yeah. We're all individuals. Exactly. exactly. Alright, so we have one or more category. Aliens. Aliens. Best and worst aliens. And maybe in this case, we can't really use the recurring ones. As in, maybe we can use the recurring ones that start with Tom Baker, but we can't really... Like, Daleks seems like it might be a bit of a cheat. Uh, yeah, I think I naturally discounted the kind of classic foe. Okay. So I uh, may as well just rattle through my my favorites. I wrote down three, uh-huh. and I don't know if they all fit. Oh, hey <laughs> Sorry. You will try very hard to get AOs in there. hey <laughs> <laughs> So I've got a crinoid. Yeah. From Seeds of Doom. Seeds of Doom. Yeah. Also on my list, by the way. Because that was pretty badass. Yeah. We've already mentioned them, the Super Voc robots. Yeah. Also on my list from like, Robots of Death. 
like the dubious whether they're aliens or not, but you know, I feel like they they probably fit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's okay. And I, the Wirren are a recurring thing, but I, I think only in other formats. Is that right? They appear in a audiobook. Yes, they do appear uh, probably in several audiobooks, and I'm I'm sure in comic books and novels, but they only appear once in well in one serial. I think we get to see a dead Wirren on the floor in another serial. Damn, rings a bell, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, also on my list, the Wirren. <laughs> wow. So we have... Same page club. Yeah, same page club indeed. I have another two uh, potentials on my list. I also haven't okay. ranked mine at all. Um, but I have the mummy robots from Pyramids of Mars. Yeah. Um, and I have the Zygons, because it's the first time that the Zygons make an appearance. Oh, was it really? Yeah. And they are awesome-tastic in Terror of the Zygons. It's, it's the Scottish one. Yeah, <laughs> With I... the Loch Ness Monster <laughs> I'm not quite sure, sure about the phrasing of awesome-tastic. <laughs> I mean, they do want to, like, control a lot less monster to somehow influence politics. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Because it's not the Loch Ness Monster. It's a, uh, whatever it's called. It's a scarison. They're like yeah. Brachiosaurus that they, not Brachiosaurus. What are they called? The Pleistosaurus, maybe? The, the water dinosaur. <laughs> Is it a plesiosaur? Is it a plesiosaur, maybe? Yeah. That they milk. Yeah, they, they've been living off that teat for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, as a Star Wars fan, surely you must be okay with that, with, you know, Luke Skywalker <laughs> basically drinking off the off some sort of space cow's boob. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, exactly. How do they influence politics? Is it that... No, I, th- I think, to be fair, they were just trying to eat all the politicians. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like they're attacking the UN or something. <laughs> As in the UN Commission of something. It wasn't really like a a well-thought-out invasion. It was, oh yeah, we'll uh, take control of a Loch Ness Monster type thing. Yeah. We'll get it to eat all the politicians. Step three eludes us a bit. (laughs) (laughs) The world's in chaos. The five of us can take over. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But that's a good cereal. It's got bagels. It's got Benton. That's pretty cool. So pick a best one then. Because we are very much on the same page with this. I think I would struggle to kind of... Because the Super Voc robots, I, I really love. I think the look of them is interesting. Yeah. And I, I remember loving that one particular one that was given a number, which we can't remember. That. <laughs> yeah. That's how little he meant to us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you, you know, what was super interesting about them, which is harsh because I think, you know, they're a more complicated creature. They're, you know, they're a robot and they have. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, like he's he's like kind of broken his programming. And I, I think I probably said in the in the podcast at the time, but, you know, it, it was more of that kind of Asimov robot feeling of, you know, there are there are ones that are obeying the laws and there are ones that have broken the laws and, you know, this kind of stuff. Yeah, but precisely. That's a super, super interesting concept. I, I will always like that concept. But the crinoid is just big feck off Cthulhu done good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're, you're never going to forget that visual. I think I'm with you as well. It, possibly for slightly different reasons, because there's a lot of nostalgia in this one for me as well. This was one of the serials that I said from the get go. Like I'm going to give this 5.0, uh, even if I find out that it's terrible. I'm probably going to call this 5.0. <laughs> and it turns out it's it's a wonderful serial. But I agree with you. Just the look and feel, the the fear around it, turning someone into a plant is already creepy enough. There's like a mind control element to it as well. 
Oh yeah, so I forgot about the subtleties of it. Yeah, I, and I, it I, controls I, plants. Yeah, like other I plants. Mostly just picture the big version of it. Well, obviously it's the miniature version of it. You know, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> struggling the entire building. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Maloof. Yeah. Same page club. Uh, intergalactic hugs. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah. Crinoid <laughs> is top. Now, I think the interesting thing is it's not the only one we see in Tom Baker's run of like a big like we get the crawl. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Creature, which less does, impressive to me, does not live up to it, doesn't it? You know, no. it's such a similar concept um, of you know just that creature and it being huge. But I think the serial doesn't set it up the same way. You know, you really care about it. The, when you see the the, the closer part things of tentacles coming through and stuff, it's a bit naff. And I don't think the miniature work was quite as good either. I I agree with you. There's there's also a um, I've already forgotten what it's called. Is it color something separation, color layer separation, or something like that? It's basically the green screen technology of the day, where you have overlaid footage of I can't remember any of the other aliens in the crawl one. Marsh people were they called or swamp swamp people swamp swampies swampy swampies. Oh, I forgot how horrible that is. That yeah. sounds so derogatory. Yeah. The Delta Magna humanoids, aka the Swampies. But there's there's a very different threat. Kroll is just Kroll is like Godzilla or King Kong. He's just a really big creature. But the crinoid grows. It can take over people. It can control people. It can infect people. Yeah, too. And it has those like little mini crinoids. You know, the just the hum not humanoids, but you know the person-sized crinoids-ish that also have tentacles. Yeah, you get the whole deal with, with crinoids, man. Yeah, you get the whole deck, not just the Ace of Spades. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Crawl is not the Ace of Spades. Crawl is like a Seven oh. of Clubs. Not just a Seven of Clubs. Okay, so worst alien. I have a feeling that, we have some, that we're going to have some good candidates for this one. I don't know. I was I was not quite um, flowing when I would, was thinking about the worst ones. I think maybe it's just there are so many. It's it's hard. Not <laughs> not no, there are so many worst ones. Like there, are, like so many aliens. It's hard to kind of think. Oh, what what was bad? Yeah. Um, scrolling through. So I I've put the Nymon into my least favorite villain. So I can't put them here now. I feel those are the rules that we just made up. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, all that leaves me w- with is the Ogre. <laughs> which are the stone things. Okay, really? <laughs> but because... they squish a pair of campers. <laughs> but they're just shit. <laughs> and drink From their blood. Stone, the stones of blood <laughs> is the cereal we are talking about, he says, reminding himself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I was tempted to say, like, everyone in Underworld. Like, <laughs> Yep. I mean, that would have been fair. <laughs> the Lord Bucketheads, for example, yeah. or the uh, yeah. What What did you have on your list? Maybe maybe there's some I've overlooked that are particularly terrible. Okay, yeah, I see your everyone in Underworld, and I raise you the Taran Wood Beast from Androids of Tara. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that appears right at the start and yeah, never it, seen again. <laughs> wants a hug, screams, and then runs away. <laughs> That's a pretty okay. shit monster. It's like yeah. nearby there was a bunch of furries dogging and then one of them got startled because Romana 1 was walking across set. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty bad. But possibly so bad that they're good. You know, maybe it's gone full circle. Unlike the creatures from Full Circle, surely. There's a segue there. No. <laughs> creatures from the Black Lagoon. Oh, yes. Those ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not going to go for those. I, I like those. I, and I like them conceptually. How about this, then? 
the antibodies inside the brain, you know, when, when fake Doctor and fake Leela, the Doc and Leela copies, are minified, they're running around the brain, this is in um, the, the Invisible Enemy, um, they're running around the, the brain, and because they are taken to be sort of alien objects inside the brain, like bacteria or something, antibodies show up and they're just beach balls, <laughs> and they attack them. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. All right. <laughs> that's the kind of enthusiasm I'm looking for. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to add to that, really. <laughs> I mean, they're beach balls. They're not. Okay, like, fine. Uh, okay, fine, fine. That's true. That's, that's, I'm reaching. I'm reaching. Okay. Wow. Come on. <laughs> I have another one then. How about the Tharl? The Tharl are the lion dudes in Warrior's Gate. Oh. See. Good makeup, solid makeup. I can't say I necessarily like them, but I like the idea of them, I think. Okay. This kind of creature that, you know, can play around with time or, you know, is between times and, you know, all the things that they were surrounded by was was quite interesting. The fact that they're lying people is pretty naff, but yeah. Dag nabbit. These are some solid points. (laughs) (laughs) I'm basically stuck with the Taran would-be's, although... No, you know what? I don't even feel this. My heart's not in it. I was I was <laughs> going to say it might be the Usurians in Sunmakers. I think they were technically some sort of kale, like sentient kale, but they were capitalists. They were they were horrible space capitalists. He gets flushed into his chair toilet. Drainage pit of his chair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> into his throne toilet. <laughs> Or Toilet Throne, depending on how you see it. Yeah. Actually, but conceptually, I like that guy. Maybe there aren't that many bad aliens. I think it's just like the, there's a whole layer of just kind of meh alien. Yeah. We don't have convincing arguments really around anything. I'm sticking with the Ogre, I think. Ogre, whatever they were. I mean, they were just wait, big, big rocks. No. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. What have you found? Do you remember the creature from the pit? The giant green penis. <sighs> Oh my god, I just, I looked at that earlier thinking, why haven't we talked about the creature in the pit? And then saw our rating and was like, oh, because it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, again, just sort of middling. There we no, go, yeah. You're right. Creature oh from god. the pit, worst alien of the Tom Baker era. And at the same, very interesting. Like, definitely very interesting. But it is just a giant dick and balls. Like, maybe emphasis on the latter. And... <laughs> <laughs> just looking at, yeah, t- Tythonian... Is, is what it's called, and uh, <laughs> you have very, very kindly done as the Vindex entry an almost vegetarian dick and balls from space that craps metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's on point. It's very apt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've done it. We I've, did it. I've, oh. I've got some things in bold that I can now refer to in the future of my favorite and favorite <laughs> 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 things. So apparently my favorite serial is City of Death. My least favorite is the Sun Tower and Experiment. My favorite companion is Leela. My least favorite is Adric. My favorite villain is Count Scarlos, Carlos Scarlioni. Although I wish I could say his name properly. My least favorite is the Naimon. My favorite alien is the Crinoid. And my least favorite is the Tythonian. Uh, incredible. We only disagree on one point, And that is the least favorite villain. Wow. That is the only... Oh, we are... Oh, dude. Seriously. Two peas. <laughs> We're like same same booking it, man. Not just Ooh, same. Yeah, high five. <laughs> <laughs> same booking it. <laughs> That's excellent. 
Holy moly, hot off the presses. We've got some breaking news. <laughs> right before we're about to jump into the listener minis, we have received via text message <laughs> one submission from fellow Who Back When co-host Drew Back When. Excellent branding. He's sent us his worst episode pick. Which one is it, Jim? Uh, it is possibly the only serial he fully watched. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> it is. It is the only one he watched. <laughs> but it is Horns of Nymon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, that would also be his best serial pick. <laughs> but he has prefaced this by saying worst episode pick. Fine, 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 fine. Thank you very much, Drew. <laughs> Shall we have a listen to what Podcast Land thinks about uh, all this stuff? Yeah, let's get that take on it. Listener Minis, now let's hear from Podcast Land. Max 250, or it would get out of hand. Shamalama ding dong, Podcast Land. We've arrived at the Listener Mini section of this podcast episode. And something tells me that the the Listener Minis, they say a lot more than we've said. <laughs> they delve deeper into some of these than we've done. Are you saying we're surface dwellers? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we live on the surface. Oh, right. Okay. Yes, we are surface dwellers. <laughs> That's right. Yes, we live above the ground. I always forget. <laughs> First mini right out the gate, we have Kieran Evans. Hello, Kieran. Hello there, Kieran. Kieran says, Hi, so as the fourth Doctor era was the longest in terms of eps and stories, picking single best and worst is difficult. So might have to pick two for each. Best story, okay. The Seeds of Doom, as a serious story, but... City of Death, for a fun story. Excellent choices. Holy moly, same page club, Kieran. Yes, a hundred million percent agree. Worst story, though. (laughs) Underworld... Oh, power of crawl. Though invasion of time is close, he says. Oh, oh invasion of time. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what we gave invasion of time. I only have a very fond memory of that one. I do not think the uh, rating will tally with that memory. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> See, this is another thing. I mean, I think this kind of... Uh, sorry, sorry, Kieran. <laughs> Slight tangent. This is another thing I feel like having these retrospectives is really, it's very therapeutic because it's been a while since we had these, since we reviewed these serials. I, for one, certainly haven't rewatched these serials since we reviewed them. And quite a lot of it has, frankly, already sort of disappeared from my mind. And now the memory of the serial and the memory of how I felt about the serial is coalescing with the memory of the evening spent talking about it. So maybe, maybe I have a really fond memory of Invasion of Time because we had a fun time talking about how much we hated it i have no idea quite possibly anyway yeah sorry back to the mini because fyi you hated it you gave it 0.8 oh (laughs) shit really oh man okay back to the mini then yeah best companion leela i just like her even if some of her stories aren't the best agreed a million percent definitely same page kelp and the worst companion hadrick of course <laughs> yeah. All right. We're still very much on board. Most underrated, he adds, Harry. Mm, interesting. Probably true, frankly. Yeah. I uh, definitely underrated. <laughs> then we get to the villains, and uh, <laughs> I did spot this beforehand, and holy moly, this is such a good choice. I cannot believe that this didn't spring to mind. Neither one of us thought of this one. No. Best villain? Who's his best villain, dude? Sutek. An incredible choice. Very powerful. Very powerful, mysterious, uh, dangerous as shit. 
and the centerpiece of a, a legendary serial, Pyramids of Mars. That's that is an excellent choice. That is a really really good choice, inspired choice. And I, I want to apologize to the world, to my <laughs> to my mum, and I want to apologize to everyone, my dentist, for not having picked Sutek. That's a that's a good choice. Worst villain, Vardens? Question mark says Kieran. Vardens? Question mark say I. <laughs> Easy way to find out. Vindex, here I come. Ah, from Invasion of Time. What appear as humans and then aren't humans. Okay. I think what we're establishing is that Kieran does really not like the Invasion of Time. (laughs) (laughs) So can you remind me of this, though? So, hang on. What what are the Vardens? Are the Vardens the ones that are who are actually Sontarans? No, they're... They're the other invasion force, then. Like, wibbly-wobbly things? Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the screenshots now. So, Vardens are the... Because there are two invasions occurring in Invasion of Time, right? So, Vardens are the, I guess, the first invasion, then. Yeah, I think so. Right, okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've completely forgotten about them, so I'm I'm inclined to agree. (laughs) (laughs) Back to Kieran's mini. Okay, best aliens. The Zygons. The designs are still very good. Agreed. Agreed. Yes, yes. Very, very good very choice. Good Worst choice. alien, Erato from The Creature from the Pit. It just looks crap. <laughs> excellent choices, Kieran. People who are not Kieran, you need to high-five Kieran online. Tell Kieran how incredibly excellent his choices are. And if you disagree, then um, haunt him forever. Uh, he can be found at KJ Evans. What, Jim? Two. The number. That's right. Don't follow KJ Evans 1 by mistake. Next up, we have Tant Six Fingers. Hello, Tants. A.K.A. Ben O'Neill. Tants, you've been a sneaky chap. You know the rules, 250 words or bust, and you have sent us something just shy of a thousand words. So we have picked a couple of paragraphs that amount to around about 250. We're going to read those out, but please do go to the website, read it in full. And in fact, I must confess, I read the whole thing before we even press record. It's a solid take on the fourth Doctor and a very interesting comparison. Anyway, here we go. Among the things Tan says are the following. Tom Baker's tenure as the Doctor can be divided into his early goth years, his later campy years, and his final season. Over the course of his time on the show, he had developed more and more creative control of his character, including dialogue and action. When John Nathan Turner took over as showrunner, however, much of that was taken away because apparently JNT was a control addict. This is in part why Tom's Doctor didn't have as much enthusiasm for the show, and why he left the show after the 18th season, and why he didn't return with the other former Doctors in the 20th anniversary special. I know other factors mentioned were his health, his relationship with Lala Ward during that season, but JNT was definitely a factor. John Nathan Turner was as controversial when he took over as Chris Chibnall is now, and for similar reasons. He caused a lot of change to the show, trying to bring it back to its roots, and also appeal to a large demographic. Some of his changes were well received, and others were not. Season 18 was a massive change, including everything from the opening title sequence, new music and new logo, to replacing Romana and K9 with Adric, Nissa, and Tegan. And Tom Baker was replaced with the controversially youngest actor yet to play the Doctor, Peter Davison. He improved the production values greatly, and most of the season was very well written. Bingo bongo! That's where we're saying cut, because holy moly, this is one long maxi. So thank you very, very much, Tan Six Fingers. People are not Tan Six Fingers. Do yourselves two favors. One, head on over to whobackone.com. <laughs> wow, this, we are we deserve a medal for how often we play that website. Um, read <laughs> Tanz's maxi in its full splendor. Super interesting stuff. And when you're done doing that, say hi to him online. He can be found at Tanz Six 
fingers. That's dancing in German. Six. The number. <laughs> and fingers. Hand toes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Ben. All right, next up, we've got Paul Warren. Hello, Paul. Hello, Paul. Paul starts, there's so much I could write about the fourth dog, but I've picked out a few of the things that I remember and enjoy most from his era. Favorite story. There are many contenders, but I have probably watched Pyramids of Mars more than any other. Favorite companion, Sarah. Very nice. Companion I wanted to stay longer, Harry. Uh, Paul, have you met Kieran? Um... (laughs) (laughs) Favorite new recurring villain, Davros. He brings another dimension to Dalek stories. A super good choice. I'm now, in retrospect, not sure why we didn't even... Like, we mentioned him, we talked about him, but we didn't pick him. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Good choice, though. All right, next up. Favorite guest actor, Julian Glover as the Count. Dag, nabbit. Yes, that is right. Funniest references for the adults in the audience. Corridor P45 and the inner retinue from the Sunmakers. Yep. Uh, Both fun and sad. (laughs) (laughs) Most so bad it's good story. The horns of Naimon. Nice. Favorite insult. You know, you're a classic example of the inverse ratio between the size of the mouth and the size of the brain. (laughs) (laughs) So good. From Robots of Death. The creepiest villain, uh, Mr. Sin from Talons of Wenchire. Yeah, that's that's a good shout. (laughs) Um, Villain with the best lines and delivery, Pirate Captain from the Pirate Planet. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Notable stories, Deadly Assassin and Genesis of the Daleks. For their backstory of the Time Lords and Daleks. Yeah, solid. Funniest special effect moment, Noah talking to what is clearly green bubble wrap in Ark in Space. (laughs) (laughs) Most blatant production error, the hand on Sutek's chair. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Deadliest stories, Pyramids of Mars and Horror of Fang Rock. Everyone dies except the TARDIS team. (laughs) These are great categories. I mean, mean, we might have to steal these categories for our next Doctor Retrospective. These are fantastic. (laughs) And I I like to think we mentioned that in both those reviews, but I'm not convinced we did. (laughs) (laughs) And best story for anyone new to Classic Who? Genesis of the Daleks. Ah, interesting. So that's your pick for like, oh, to introduce someone. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Overall, says Paul, I think the average of my ratings for the individual stories and therefore the era as a whole is four out of five. Nice. Nice. Oh, good stuff. Love the categories. We will probably be inspired by them in future. People who are not Paul Waring, please tell Paul Waring what a what a marvelous chap he is. He can be found at P Waring, that is what Jim? P Waring. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Next up, we have one of these. New Why, it's Neil James. Hello, Neil. Why, hello, Neil. Welcome on board. Yes, welcome aboard. Oh, good stuff. Very glad to be traveling down this temporal road with you, Neil. Neil starts, hello, legends. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> In answer to your shout-out on Facebook, here are my choices. Favorite story, Talons, Genesis, and Pyramids are all up there, but the top spot goes to (gasps) Terror of the Zygons. Excellent choice. The creepiness of the opening few episodes gets me every time. Tom Baker is at his most alien here. And 
as well as being surrounded by the wonderful lineup of Sarah Jane and Harry, we also get a massive spoonful of the Brig and Benton. What a treat! <laughs> the Zygons are terrific villains. I love the Scottish setting. The music is majestical, and the finale at the River Thames is fucking mental. Adore this story, all caps. <laughs> We can tell that you do, Neil. You've made your case. <laughs> yep. Convinced. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best one in my opinion, but it is an incredibly good story. I will absolutely agree with you on that one. So good. And yes, the finale is indeed fucking mental. Yes, well, it is. summarized. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fave companion. I have a lot of love for Sarah Jane. And Romana 1 is gorgeous. But this has to be the awesome Harry Sullivan. What a chance. Like Romana 1, poor Harry only got six stories. But he was such a good presence and so much fun to watch. The skipping rope scene with Tom Baker in Robot is a prime example of (laughs) the joy this character was. Wish he'd done more. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that seems to be a universal thought about this chap. Unfortunately, not given the chance that he clearly deserved. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Sweet, sweet but short. Yeah. Short but sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say hey or to that? Yeah, I'll say hey or to that. Nice. Favorite villain. Man, there are so many. Yes, true. Huge shout outs to Count Scaglioni, Sutek, Harrison Chase. Which one's Harrison Chase again? That fucking nutcase captain from Pirate Planet. And of course, Davros. But let's look at this in terms of horror. The character that absolutely terrified me the most as a kid was easily Lee Sen Chang, the menacing magician who kidnaps prostitutes after dark to give to his alien master for supper. Yes, since growing up, I now realize this was not and is still not cool racially. But as a kid, I had no idea the actor wasn't Chinese. And John Bennett's stunningly scary performance is still to this day incredible. A chilling villain in a fantastic story. Yeah, it's such a shame. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Yeah. <laughs> also, did, um, I, I feel like I referred to him as Wang Chiang before, as opposed to Lee Sen Chang. Apologies. There's one more category left in this <laughs> in this email. Oh, yeah, I just want to quickly say: yeah, uh, Is Harrison Chase the one? Oh yeah, find out who's that from. Oh, Harrison Chase is the dude who um, he like worships the crinoid. Yeah. He sides the with the crinoids. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. He's he's really, really good. Yeah. There's that incredible scene where he's sitting in, I want to say it's his greenhouse, but it might just be the regular house at this point, and it's just green. But he's sitting in kind of a, a, a lotus position, and the crinoid is all around him, and he's just so at peace with the fate of the world as he is dictating it. Solid choice. Solid choice there as well. But yeah, okay, cool. Rad. Last category here, favorite alien, he says, Adric. <laughs> I mean, I don't quite know how to take. I'm taking it as an insult. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's really, really good. I love it. Neil, really, really good stuff. Thank you so much for sending this in. Thank you so much for joining us. This is good. Please keep these coming. We want to hear a mini from you the next time we review a classic. And in the meantime, people can say hi to Neil online. He can be found on Twitter at Neil Androzani. 
If that's your real name, then that's a massive coincidence. <laughs> Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you, Neil. And again, welcome aboard. Next up, we have, holy moly, long time no see, blast from the past, it is the one, the only, Trenton Blairs. What's up, Trenton? What up, Trenton? <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> You may have been away, you may have you may be a long time reviewer, but you still haven't quite learned the rules, Trenton, so we're snipping <laughs> you as well. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a wee paragraph at the the start and the end we're gonna admit you'll have to go to the website to read those in the full splendor. We will read the middle chunk, which goes something like this. I suppose we'll start with what I call the golden age, with stories like Genesis of the Daleks and Pyramids of Mars. So many classics were pumped out, I'd exceed my word limit just listing them all out. Most fans will probably regard the darker gothic storylines of the early Fourth Doctor era to be his best. Of course, this all changed when certain individuals started making complaints. So, by the late 70s, Doctor Who had ditched the gothic in favour of a fantasy-driven direction. Which leads us right into the Silver Age. The Silver Age of the Tom Baker era really began after the production team changed in 1977. The new producer wanted a more fantasy look and feel, even though many classics were still pumped out during this time, such as City of Death and much of Season 16. The series pumped out stinkers like the overly green-screened Underworld, ugh, and the overacted laugh-fest that is the Horns of Nymon. Of course, how does a lower-budget show like Doctor Who compete with the likes of Star Wars? Surely a new production team would figure that out. Enter the Tom Baker era's Bronze Age. Consisting of his final season on the show, Tom Baker at times clearly looked as if he was not having a good time at all. What makes it worse is that many of the stories from Series 18 are simply a plot wrapped around a scientific concept. But many of the stories did have a great atmosphere, such as Tom's final story, Logopolis. Even though the story is mostly forgettable, it's the final episode and the atmosphere throughout the story that really holds it up. Nice. Very nice. And unfortunately, we're cutting you off there, Trenton. Consider that a teaser podcast land. Go to the website, whobackwind.com, to read Trenton's mini... mini maxi in its full splendor. And in the meantime, you can say hello to Trenton online. He can be found at Trenton Bless. That's Bless with two what's, Jim? Uh, significant segments of Doctor Who. <laughs> Otherwise, S's. <laughs> oh, really good stuff. Welcome back, Trenton. Very glad to have you back, dude. Thank you, Trent. Next up, we have... Next up, last up, in fact. Uh, we have Kyle Rath. Hello, Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Also a long time no read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Mere mortals may use words and send regular prose. But people of Kyle's caliber, they submit poetry. poetry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Kyle has submitted what, um, well, you're about to find out. And this is probably going to be also best experienced on the website in writing. A Tom Baker Retrospective by Kyle Ruff. Retrospective. Adjective. Retrospective. Looking back on or dealing with past events or situations. Rarely is there an actor so animated, so energetic, so full of joy, he oozed alienness. K-9, Sarah Jane, Romana 1 and 2, a myriad, assembly of companions and friends, a big blue box of wonder with a wonderful man. 
Multifarious stories from Daleks to East Base and, of course, a handful of jelly babies. So hard to summarize the legacy, the legend, that is, all the fourth doctor. Thank you, caretaker. This has been a Tom Baker retrospective. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo, bravo. (laughs) I hope we did that justice, Kyle. (laughs) Really, really good stuff. Um, People who are not Kyle need to do uh, multiple things. First off, please say hi to Kyle on Twitter. He can be found at SinisterSuperSpy. That's super without any vowels. Obviously, how do you spell super without any vowels? And secondly, you need to check out Kyle on the blog because he's a spiffing Whovian and a spiffing chap who has um, written some really cool stuff on the Who Back When blog. So please check him out. Thank you very much, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. And welcome back. We also received a few words from the Twitter sphere at Jethro underscore Roos. I said, don't crucify me, but I really love the invasion of time. Yeah. There are some friends who don't agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're going to go full Voltaire on you. you it, it, we will defend your right to be wrong in this case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much. And at the Smith Minute says, favorite story, Pyramids of Mars. Favorite villain, tie between Davros and Sutek, and least favorite villain, mm, the Vardens in all their tinfoil glory. Amazing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> excellent, yeah. Thank you very much, chaps. Good stuff. And that just about wraps up our little Tom Baker fiesta. Wow, uh-huh. I'm going to miss that guy. I'm really going to miss it. I, I, I don't mean to sound facetious. I'm really going to miss this chap. I think I am going to miss him, definitely. But I am also very intrigued what happens next. Oh, my goodness. Oh my this is an era people don't talk about. Oh, if they do, they talk about it negatively. My mind is just like an open book. You're absolutely right. Uh, intrigued. Absolutely super duper curious and looking forward to continuing down the temporal road. People of Podcast Land, you've been a delight. Thank you very much for listening. What have we got coming up next, Jim? Well, a classic, of course, we will have Castrovalva. Is that how you pronounce it? Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Castrovalva. At some point, we're going to do a new Who as well. In fact, I think that might even precede the classic Who. We're going to do Hellbent. Hell yeah. In Audio Who, we haven't decided yet. And bonus, who knows? Who knows? This is a bonus. Jesus, take it easy, podcast life. It's a bonus. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Cool your jets. You've got a bonus now. That's right. <laughs> In the meantime, you can say hello to us online. Jim, you're available on Twitter, methinks. You thinks correctly. I... <laughs> <laughs> I can be found on Twitter at Jimmy the Who. Uh, Jimmy the Who. Am I getting this right? Yes, you wrote that in the air quite correctly. Nice. <laughs> Good, just checking. People at Podcast Land, you can say hello to me as well. I am at Ponkin. High five me. I'll high five you right back. There was a pause in there. He's at Ponkin, not at Ponkin. High five me. I will high five you right back. That's way too long for it to That was already taken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So thanks again. You've been lovely. Please stay safe. Wear your mask. Keep a distance. Yada, yada, yada. Rock on and be rad and excellent. See ya. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. I've got no friends. No problemo. Tell some strangers. Hey! 
Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash whobackwhen. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at whobackwhen. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit. Listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, ciao ciao. Who back when?